is a celebration of brother John Talent's life and the reason we can celebrate is because of the life that he lived. I have several personal things that I'd like to share uh, but let's just pray and we've been praying for the family and uh, appreciate all of you being here today to honor this good man's uh, life and his legacy but let's pray together and let's ask God's blessing. 
Heavenly Father, we come to you today thanking you so much for your goodness and grace. Lord, especially in times like this, Lord, we're thankful for the promise of heaven in times like these. And so, Lord, we do know that heaven is a real place. And, Lord, we know based on John's life that, Lord, he's there. He entered home on Saturday. And so, Lord, I thank you for that promise. I do pray that you will help all of us today speak to our hearts, comfort this family like only you can. For we ask it in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to just start. I'm going to turn to two passages today. And um, I want to just share some personal things about Brother John that's very precious to me. Uh, I've been here now over 13 years. I met Brother John 13 years ago. And this is what I think of, uh, not only in a personal way, but uh, as his pastor, as a friend, and just if I was observing his life. The Bible says, let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. John Talent was a faithful man. John Talent, no doubt, you wouldn't be around him very long. No, he was faithful to his family. He was faithful to his family. He loved his family. This is a very close family. Uh, not only that, I know he was faithful to his responsibilities. You say, well, how do you know that, Pastor? Well, as long as he could, he taught Sunday school. He was faithful to that class. By the way, he taught that Sunday school class. He taught Sunday school class for over 40 years. 40 years. Think of that. 40 years. He was faithful to every prime timer outing. He was faithful to every prayer breakfast that we had. And even when he wasn't able to get around like he once would, Brother Chris would make sure he would get here. But he was faithful to his responsibilities. He worked, provided for his family all of those years. He's faithful. Then I'm, he's faithful to this church. Now I'm going to share something with you. When I first met Brother John and we were just talking one day. And I really didn't know how to take it at first. Just to be quite honest with you. But the older I've gotten, the more I've thought about it and how wise it is. He said, Pastor, he said, my parents, my father told me all through my life. He said, you stay with your church. You stay with your church. He said, here's what he said. I didn't like this part of it, but it's true. He said, pastors will come and go. But he said, stay with your church. That's good counsel. And I will tell you what else I believe he was faithful to. He was faithful to his Savior. There's no doubt about it. Brother John Talent lived a life that you knew where he was. That doesn't mean he was perfect. I know the family knows him better than I do. But I do know this. When I walked in here on Sunday, and my, my, my office is just right a couple of doors down from his Sunday school class. And I'm going to tell you right now... Um, I could hear him even through in my office because he had that booming deep voice. And he was always uplifting and talking about his Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I really got to know Brother John in a personal way on primetimer outings. It seemed like if he and I, we went to an outing together, and I, I believe it was because I wanted to be around him. I always tried to get a seat near Brother John. Because Brother John, I found out something about Brother John that's very true with me. He loved his childhood. He loved his past years and his past days. 
And I love the fact that he and I had familiar souls in that way because I just loved how his light would fa his face would light up when he would talk about as a boy, his family, his parents, his upbringing. And I mean, he could tell you stories that were 60 years ago with the, with the most detailed, I mean detailed information. And it seemed like I hung on every word when he would talk to me about all those stories. And I really want to close uh, the funeral out today with one of his stories that I think will be appropriate. But um, one thing that I appreciated, now I never seen him complain. I'm sure maybe the family might know a little different than that. But in my, in my regards to him, uh, I guess it was maybe a complaint, but it was even convicting the way he did it. Uh, he got to a place where he had to be in assisted living, and he was up here in the Lexington Grove. They're such sweet people, good people. But, you know, Brother John was raised up on Sand Mountain. And Brother John liked a certain kind of food. And all God's people said. <laughs> and this fancy grilled, broiled, fancy menu and stuff didn't float John's boat. Now, he never complained, but every time I would go up there and meet with him and talk with him at Lexington Grove, there would no doubt, because he and I both liked, you know, food, and we'd talk about it, and he never missed a prayer breakfast. He loved the prayer breakfast. And, uh, but the only thing he'd say, so pastor, he said, they're good, they're good, good people. Yes, doing good by me. And he said, uh, the only thing is he said, they don't have, they don't know what Irish potatoes are. They don't know what Irish taters are. And I said, well, Brother John. And so that, and that wasn't really a complaint, but he said, Pastor, some of this food, he said, it's good and all, but it ain't like I grew up on. So I think all of us could learn a little bit about Brother John. If that's the way you're going to complain, that's not too bad to complain that way, is it? Something else that I must mention. He lived to be 97 years of age. That's quite something. And there's another man here today that I put in this category. There are two older men that I've met in this church that when I think about, when I talk to them, when I hear them speak about their parents, they speak with their parents with such love, admiration, and respect. One is Mr. Pope. I want to tell you something. When I think about someone that loved his parents, spoke highly of his parents, respected and loved his parents, Mr. John Talent was that man. And I'm going to be honest with you, church, and everyone that's here today. I believe there is a correlation. Not only do I believe, I know. God says that's the first commandment with promise. If you'll honor and obey your parents, God said he will promise you that he will give you long days on this earth. I just want all of us here to understand, and I hope all the younger people that's here today, that is a lesson in John Talent's life that should not go by us too quickly. We better love them and encourage them and honor them while they're here. There'll be a day when we won't be able to do that. But with that, there's a great respect and honor. And God honors that in such a way that he gives long life. And I personally believe Brother John Talent, one of the reasons that he lived long on this earth is because even as an older man, there was always love, respect, and honor for his family and his parents. I want to share with you today, just for a few minutes, what I feel the Lord has placed on my heart to just encourage all of us here today. I just want to read one verse, and 
I'm going to bring a short message some, with just some very short thoughts. Philippians chapter 1 verse 21 says this, for to, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now that's an interesting statement. To die is gain. Now for someone that is lost and does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal savior, death is not a gain. Death is a fear. If someone is lost and they do not know and have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, death is feared. Death is not certainly something that if someone's lost, that they look about death and they think about their day of departure. It's not something that they say, oh, that is a good day. But for the Christian, the Bible says to die is gain. Now, I don't know about y'all, but these last two and a half, three years has been very difficult. To me, everything that I thought was normal has become abnormal. And now the normal, the abnormal has become the normal. We live in such a world with fear. We live in such a world with such bad news, such heartache, such struggle. It seems like every day there's just something that we're going to lose. But for the Christian, I'm going to be honest with all of you today. I'm going to miss Brother John. But I'm going to be honest with you. I envy Brother John. Now don't, un- don't misunderstand me. I wish not to die today. But I'm going to be honest with you. With all we have to deal with in this life. When we understand that heaven is a real place. And to die is gain. We should not be sorrowing. Feeling sorry for Brother John. I'm envying where he is. And who he's with. To die is gain. The first of all, I, I want to say that I believe to die is gain for Brother John is because uh, he gained a better body. Miss Brenda and I was speaking out in the foyer. And she said, I wouldn't want him to come back. She said, no more. No more wheelchairs. No more walkers. No more frailty. Why? Because I want to tell you something. Early Saturday morning, Brother John left all that behind. He gained a better body. He said, well, Pastor, what's he like right now? I don't have all of the details on that, but I know one thing. He's in a whole lot better shape than all of us are. To die is gain. And no more pains. No more, uh, uh, no more dealing with, with heart problems. No more high blood pressure problems. I mean, just from a physical standpoint, uh, I'm young. I know that. I guess depending on where you are in life, whether that determines whether I'm young or not. If you're older than me, you think I'm young. If you're younger than me, you think I'm old. That's the way I've always looked at it. But I've always heard that the older folks that I've been uh, honored to be around, even as a pastor, even as a friend, they've always said, Pastor, I don't know about these golden years. They're not so golden. Well, I want to promise you this. Brother John's in the golden years now. He's in a better place. He's gained a better body. There's no more limitations to Brother John. No more weakness. No more fear. No more struggle. No more trouble. No more heartache. No more ambulances. No more assisted living. No more having to depend upon a walker to get him around. He's perfectly fine today. Why? Because for him to die was gained. He gained a better body. Can I say not only he gained a better body, but he gained a better fellowship. And that's what Miss Brenda said. She said, oh my goodness, he's up there with mom. Now, I was not uh, fortunate enough to meet your mother. 
Brother John's wife, but I understand she was quite the woman. Can you imagine the reunion on Saturday? A better fellowship. And all the ones that's went before him, his parents. Can you imagine the homecoming? Now, he enjoyed his church family. He enjoyed his family. He enjoyed his friends. But living at the uh, long life of 97, many of the people that he loved and knew, he's not been able to see in a long time. That all changed Saturday. The ones he's missed. All those years, he got to see them. Can you imagine the reunion? You say, Pastor, why was his... Death gain because he got to see all the folks that he's been missing for all those years. Not only is it a better fellowship because he gets to see all of his family that's went on before him, but I think this is what's precious. For the first time, he got to see face to face the one he's been teaching about all these years. Amen. To die's gain. Then I want to just say this. He gained a better home. Now for these last few years, Brother John has had a room, a little apartment, and an assisted living. Of course, moved. He was here in Lexington, close in the valley. And he never complained. I never heard him complain. And everything he owned and everything that was important to him was in a few rooms. But those things weren't really important to him or the most important things to him. The most important things to him was his family. The most important things to him was his faith in the Lord. But prior to that, to my knowledge, I've not asked, but I have a feeling that he lived. Y'all were born and raised in the same home. He lived in the same home all those years. A nice home. And he was completely satisfied, I'm sure, in the home that he lived in all those years and I believe that he was completely satisfied uh, in even the apartment that he lived in the last few years of the assisted living. But I want you to know something. He's in a much better place now. <laughs> he gained a better home. You know, uh, we live here in this world and we live, really, to be honest, in a, a dissolving. It's a dissolving. It's, 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 it's a disappearing family circle. No doubt, each one of us, we might celebrate Thanksgiving this year and there'll be an empty chair. And obviously in your family, there'll be a very big empty chair this year because of Brother John. But one day, everyone that we've loved, and we know they're saved, we're all going to be, there. one day we're all going to be gone. The wonderful thing about knowing that we're all going to be in a wonderful place called heaven. And we're going to be able to have, and y'all are going to be able to have, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you're going to be able to have another family reunion to where we will never leave, you will never leave Brother John again. He is in his final home. And it's a gooder. We're told about this place that it's got walls of jasper, streets of gold, the river of life. All of these beautiful sights and all of these beautiful sounds. We're going to know what true worship is. Brother John knows what true worship is now in the presence of God.
He's in a better home. Praise God in this home. He'll never have to say goodbye again. I don't know about y'all, but that's the perfect home to me where we can all gather and never have to leave one another's company. He's in a better home. I want to share, never forgotten it. It's always on my mind. When I think of Brother John, I can't help. I respect and love him, number one, for many reasons. But one of the reasons is he was in the Army. He was a veteran. He was during the World War II conflict. And during that time, it wasn't like it is, of course, today. And I know all of you know that. But communication with family was... A very long process. There was no FaceTime and texting and social media. They had to go by mail or uh, different ways of communication. But uh, it was just before Christmas. And I might miss a few of these details, but just before Christmas, he was in the Army. And he had a hankering to come home for Christmas. And he was telling me this story. And I'm sitting there listening to him and here he is a long ways from Sand Mountain, Alabama. Yet he seen there was a little bit of a time there that he possibly could get leave. So he said, I went to my commanding officer there and he said, I asked him if there was a way, if I could just work it all out, if I could get home just for a short period of time for Christmas. And I don't remember all of the exchanges, but I remember because Brother John told me every detail of that. I mean, I felt like I was riding along with Brother John on this tour, this, this journey back home for Christmas to Stevenson, Alabama. Because if I'm not mistaken, he had to get to Stevenson to get on a train or to get off the train. And, and he even told me, so it was hard where my parents lived. You know, there was a certain way. He didn't have a lot of cars for a certain way. So, I mean, it took him days to get there. But I'll never forget his face. He looked at me, he said, Pastor, he said, when I finally arrived home just before Christmas, he said, all my family was there. He said, when I walked through that door, he said, it was worth all of that just to see the face of my mom and my dad that I was able to be made, that I was able to come home for Christmas. I can't help but think on Saturday, <laughs> he made a trip. He knows every detail of it. And can you imagine the smile that his mom, dad, and his precious wife and all of his family had when he showed up to this better home that's not made with hands, but eternal in the heavens. Oh, what rejoicing. To die is gain. Now, Where's your home? Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, if you were to die today, that you know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior? This is not some fairy tale. It's not some dream. Heaven is a real place. Jesus Christ came to this earth, robed himself in flesh, took upon him a form of a servant, and died the death of the cross because sin had to be paid for and Jesus Christ paid for your and my sin 
And the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not maybe, not might, maybe not hope so. You shall be saved. Christianity is not a religion. It is a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you spoke to John Talent, if you listened to him talk, he did not talk about a religion. He talked about a Lord that he knew personally. And I hope and pray today that you know Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you don't, why not? Why don't you trust him today? If I, if I can help you in any way, shape, or form, we will take the Bible and we will show you. I will not give you my opinion. I will not give you what I've been taught. I will give you straight what God says and what we must do to be saved. And what we must do to be saved is we only, we repent of our sin, but by faith, we trust Christ as our Savior. And that faith is accounted unto us for righteousness. We can't work our way in. We can't live our way in. The only way into heaven is through Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And if you was ever around John Talent very long, you know that he had walked through that door. He knew the door personally, the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to read this poem because I thought of Brother John, A Better Home. I've gone home to see my father. I've gone home, so don't you cry. I'll be waiting for you in heaven in my mansion prepared on high. No more sickness, no more sorrow, no more pain and no more grief. I've gone home to be with Jesus, though my sojourn here was brief. I've gone home to live in heaven with all the blessed saints of old. Here with Abraham and David to stroll through streets of gold. I've gone home to be in heaven where there's no sadness and no night. There is joy and peace unending in this blissful land of light. But there's something else more beautiful, so precious beyond this crystal sea. As I wander through realms of glory, I find my Savior walks with me. I've gone home to be in heaven, though you miss me and tears abound. Just keep believing in God's promises and listening for that trumpet sound. Because one day in God's timing, when the Lord calls out your name, Look to the skies in awe and wonder. We'll see each other again. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, again, I want to thank you for your goodness. I want to thank you for your grace. Lord, I want to thank you for these promises. Lord, I'm thankful. I know that it doesn't... Many people that do not know you do not understand that phrase, to die is gain. But Lord, in my humble attempt... I pray you'll help all of us to get a better glimpse of heaven today. And to realize that to die is gain. We gain so much more better. Lord, I'm thankful for the promise as Brother John took that journey to his final home on Saturday. Lord, we know that you never left him or forsook him. 
And I want to thank you for that promise. I do pray that you will encourage this family, comfort them, strengthen them. And Lord, I pray you'll give us safety as we travel to this place of burial. And again, I just pray you'll help this and encourage this family in a very special way. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.